This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. I'm cutting it short. I want to get right into this. I got Tim Mitchell. I got Devin Tejada. We're going to recap UFC Vegas at Apex last night, and we're going to preview UFC 250 this Saturday. Boys, Sunday night. Last night was the fight. How you boys feeling? Another Ty Quill Woodley show. We'll get to him. Dev, you're impressed. You're not impressed. I got some takes. We've been texting all day, all night. You know, I, once we get to it, we'll, we'll get to it. But I just don't know if Gilbert Burns is that good or if Tyron Woodley is just washed the fuck up. We'll get to it. We're going to end on that. We'll go from bottom up because we'll just kind of run through some of these first fights that were that were whatever. You guys got something to say about it? Go ahead. First fight of the night, Gutierrez was Morales. The only thing I took away from this is Morales is complete trash. I mean, how do you... He's had like five or six fights in the UFC and you can't defend a leg kick. Gutierrez, solid guy. He's not like a fucking world-class guy, but he... Morales shit the bed so bad last night. I picked him. I didn't bet him, but I did pick him and I was, uh, I was very upset by his performance. Yeah, I mean, right now, when you're, when you're fighting... When you're a low-level fighter in the UFC, and the UFC is the only, you know, the only organization that's putting on fights, and the only sport that's actively doing anything right now, like you got to show the fuck out. When you're a curtain jerker, you can't perform like that because you're just gonna get cut. There's a, there's there's a hundred there's thousands of other guys and girls that are willing to take that spot that won't shit the bed like that. Yeah, yeah, shitty start to the show, man. Yeah, it just, I mean, Gutierrez again, a guy who's been played with injuries. He's he's decent. Uh, not really like a killer. Doesn't have any finishes in the UFC, except now he's got Miss Morales. But yeah, I was really surprised by that fight. Miss Vince Morales looked okay against Benito Lopez. He dropped Lopez a few times, and then it just this guy's like, "Oh, what kicking's involved? You can kick in MMA? What? Who, who? No one told me." So I was super fucking bummed because I picked him, but I'm glad I didn't bet him. I almost did. I had him. I had him in like an underdog parlay kind of wild thing I was gonna do. I decided against it because the old big brain came through and said, nah. All right, Case Kenny versus Louis Smoka. Kenny's a star. Devin's been on Kenny for a while. Uh, I was impressed by his stand-up. I thought he, he looked good. I was nervous that he wasn't wrestling. I know Smoka's good on the ground, but uh, Kenny, that that Indiana, I think he's, what is he, Indiana? Where's he from? I don't know where he's from, but I know he trains out of Arizona, but I think he's an Indiana guy. Uh, he looked good. He's he's great, man. He's he's like in that weird spot of between like flyweight and bantamweight. I feel like he's yeah. gonna get big brothered by the dudes like Marab, the dudes that can do the same thing that he can do that are just a little bit bigger and a little bit more powerful. But Casey Kenny's good, man. He's great in the scrambles. He's got good stand up. Um, he's not to be fucked with in that division. No, he's good. He was crisp. He looked good. He looked. Good. I mean. He took a lot of body shots. They commented on that. But again, Luis Smoka is built like Gumby. So I don't really know how much his body shots are really affecting Casey Kenny. Uh, no knock on Luis Smoka. Um, but yeah, Kenny looked good. Kenny needs a. He had a step up in Marab because I think Marab's a top 10 guy. I don't know if he's ranked top 10, but I think he's a top 10 guy. Had a step up in Marab. Lost. It was a bad style matchup for him because Marab does what Casey Kenny does better. That's what Dev said. But uh, yeah, I, I would like a little step up. And you're right. He is kind of in no man's land with the 125. Maybe too big, maybe too big of a cut for 125 and then 135. It's, you know, but he did handle Manny Bermudez, who is, uh, was a giant 135. The guy can't even make weight, got cut from the UFC. He handled him pretty well. You know what I mean? So this kid is, uh, the future is bright for Casey Kenny. He's a 135er, but I'll tell you right now, if he gets in there with a guy like Sugar Sean O'Malley, he's going to get fucking his head knocked off. I mean, that's what, that's all I'm going to say about that. 
We'll get to that later. I really don't. I I, I would not. You can't pick Sean. You can't pick Sean O'Malley in that fight, man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, we'll get we'll get to all that later. <laughs> Next up, we got Brandon Roval versus Tim Elliott. One of the fights of the night, in my opinion. This fight was awesome. I really <laughs> flirted with Roval. I liked him as the underdog here. I thought he was crafty off his back. Um, he said in the all his last three wins were by submission. He said in the post fight that he's a striker. He's very upset that he didn't get the didn't get the finish or the bonus or or whatever because he he wanted to quit his job, which was kind of sad that you know this high level athlete, UFC caliber athlete, can uh, can't make end meet and he has to go work at like a I think he works at like a justice center or something like that. I think that's what they said. But that's a I mean that's a big ask on like a four days notice fighting Tim Elliott. I mean the guy fight, fought for the title. Went five rounds with Demetrius Johnson. I got this fight wrong as well. Uh, I was too scared, too big of a pussy to pull the trigger on Roval, but uh, he looked good. He looked good off his back. He looked slick, and uh, I, I like him at 125. He's 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 a prospect for sure. I think uh, Dev, you had, was it you that made the comment? Someone made the comment about like Tim Elliott will will lose to 90 percent of the fighters or something. Um, I can't get my thoughts. Hold on. Guys, I'm working with a new mic, <laughs> and I can I can hear the feedback, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I thought that that fight was super entertaining. It was like they were in a it's like they were in a hamster ball rolling downhill. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was a crazy was fight. Tim Elliott, gas. I mean the the pace he kept. I wasn't sure what he was doing. I mean, he immediately took him down, which he's obviously confident in his top game, but. Like I thought, maybe you should strike with this kid a little bit. I mean, Tim Elliott is very awkward, and and he's not like a knockout puncher per se, but he's very awkward. He's got that kind of weird dominant cruise thing a little bit, and then but you know not yeah. a, not as fluid. Um, I was surprised he took it down, and then just the pace he kept was insane, and he, he just couldn't maintain that. I think Tim Elliott's probably cut from the UFC after that. Uh, I heard he's not the easiest guy to get along with. Um, he's got an eleven. He's got. A, his record is 16 wins and now 11 losses. Right, yeah, that's three. In, and he, okay, that's so it's three in a row in the UFC, know. too. Yeah, I mean, listen, the guy, I mean, he can hang his hat on that. He went five rounds with Demetrius and he won the Ultimate Fighter and all that shit. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that guy. I don't know about, about that guy. about Royzel crying afterwards? Like, yeah. Dude, what? He would, go ahead, what? He didn't get he didn't get fight of the night. Spike got cut fight of the night, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think they handed out a few bonuses. Um, I know Jamal Hill was upset that he didn't get a bonus. Um, yeah, who did? He get? Should be. Yeah, he should be. He was first round finish dominated a guy who. Uh, let me see. You see bonuses? Let's see if that pops up. I don't know because that's a good. That's a good. Uh, I think that they got fight of the night. Um, I think that Tim Elliott and yeah, Marvell got so. fight of the night. That's what I think tonight because he was crying and begging for a bonus. Yeah, it's bullshit. That was not fight of the night, dude. We're gonna get to it, obviously, but fucking Rodriguez and um, Green was a fight of the night, dude. That was a fucking slugfest for three that rounds. Was, that was a good fight. Let me see. I just I just typed in bonuses. So Mackenzie Dern got one. So Mackenzie Dern, Gilbert Burns, and then Tim Elliott and Brandon Roval. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, I thought Spike and Billy Q was a better fight, and then Rodriguez and Green was a better fight. But yeah, Roball and Elliott. Yeah. Uh, I I don't mind giving Roball a uh, uh, a bonus there for finishing, but yeah, you don't. I I don't think that was fight at night either. But I do think he's a good uh, prospect. Sloppy as fuck. Yeah. He he cried. Yeah. He cried um, because he didn't want to go back to work. He's like, I got to work tomorrow, guys. Like I got like I got to work. Me too. Me too. 
Yeah, we all do. But he, we're also not. <laughs> we're also not in the. We're, not, we're also not fucking in the goddamn UFC like he is. So it is weird though. Like, listen, I know the UFC and MMA. It's different than other sports. But imagine, like. Co- uh, no, I don't want to say Kobe Bryant, RIP, but like LeBron James goes, hey, I can't do this post. I got to go work tomorrow because I'm not making enough money. Not saying Roval's LeBron James, but when you make yeah, it to I'm the really- UFC, you should get paid. Like, you know, like you make it to the UFC. You know what I mean? I just, it, it, it it's tough for me um, when these elite athletes don't make a lot of money. Now we got guys like John Jones walking away. Got guys like Henry Cejudo walking away. I mean, Roval probably made $12,000 plus another twelve to win. That's usually what fighters start out at. And then you got another fifty k for the bonus. So if he can't quit his job, then, I mean, he's got to work his finances. You just made seventy k probably losing 30 to taxes and managers. So you're looking at, you know, 40K. That's probably your salary a year working at the Justice Center. If you can't walk away now, I don't know when you can. But fighter pay is something we can get into later. I, d- I did feel bad for the guy. Um, obviously, he shouldn't be getting paid millions because he hasn't earned it. It was his first fight in the UFC. But, um, you know, when I think you reach the UFC level, there's several things we'll talk about later. I have a, I have something written down. The only thing I've written down, we'll talk about. But, all right, next up, that was anybody have any more thoughts on that fight? Yeah, I think Deb fucking summed it up perfectly. Yeah. F- fucking snowball going down the hill. <laughs> I saw that one. It was just so sloppy. Well, and like, it was very high pace. Yeah, it was really high Tim pace. Elliott's hair too, like the way he his head movement mixed with his fucking hair, like it makes it makes it even more just in, just makes it more intense for me. It's fucking weird. <laughs> That's why a lot of people think Clay Guida loses all these close fights because of yeah. these uh, because of uh, these uh, close uh, which am I call it? Um, his hair bounces around, so you think they think he loses decisions because of that which is, is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> unbelievable all right so next up we had uh we had robot so we had jamal hill my guy jamal hill versus kilson Abreu. i was all over jamal hill i bet him big um i like this kid he obviously has to work on his wrestling he has to work on his ground his striking so clean so crisp that left hand he throws it he has no hesitation. His confidence is through the roof. This kid's a problem at 205. I like his length. I like his size. He needs to clean some things up. He's only 8 no, so we don't need to rush him or anything. But Kilson Abruz, a guy who came to the UFC, was like 15-1 and or 14-1 and coming in the UFC. He had a crazy good record. Um, and now he's obviously lost three or four straight. But Jamal Hill, though, is a problem. This kid is yeah, man. good. Anybody? Any thoughts on Jamal Hill? Devin, I don't think you were super impressed with him. No, I think he's. I think he's good. I think um, defensively, I think he's gonna have problems once he, you know, once he comes up to the higher tier, the next tier, the next level of guys. I think defensively, he might have problems. He leaves his head up a lot and stuff like that. But I've seen him pull on shots. He's he's good at pulling on punches and stuff like that. But his left hand's a fucking piston. He fires it straight, fast. Um, I think he can, might even make it down to middleweight. Like he might be able to go down to one eighty five. I think so too. Yeah, and he, I think at one eighty for light heavy. Like he he's a big and tall, lanky dude, but he's not bricked up, you know. And I think I think I think he could go down to one eighty five, and at one eighty five, he could, you know, he might even have more success. Like him versus Ian Heinish, like he 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 might fucking, you know, he might TKO Ian Heinish. Oh, might like, no, he'd fuck Ian Heinish up. Ian or Heinish. like Gerald Mershart. like those are the, like he could go down there and fuck those guys up, you know. Yeah, Mershart's on this card coming up, right? Yeah, he's fighting Ian Heinish. On, uh, yeah, yeah, he sent Ian Heiner Saturday. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know he is a little undersized. I kind of like him undersized at 205 because I think he has a speed advantage. 
Um, at 85, he would have the size and the length on guys, but he wouldn't have the speed advantage. And I feel like 85, you got guys who are a little more athletic that can probably wrestle a little more. I mean, obviously the champion's Izzy. But um, and also I wouldn't want to go down to the two hundred five or the one eighty five when Izzy's a champion. John Jones might be giving up the belt. I, listen, Jamal Hill in a couple fights against Jan Blahovich. I mean, sign me the fuck up. I think Jan Blahovich is overrated. I, I mean, I know he's been putting in work and he wins and stuff, but I think the dude's overrated. I'm not saying Jamal Hill's going to beat him. I'm just saying like Jamal Hill, Jan Blahovich is a lot closer than if I say J- Jamal Hill fucking John Jones. If John Jones is in fact walking away, you know what I mean. If he has to go to middleweight, he's got to fight. Like, there's no way he can get a title fight without fighting Yoel Romero or Jared Cannonier. Right. And yeah. those are scary dudes. Or Darren Till. I mean, that guy's a fucking beast. What's up with Cannonier? When was his last fight? He, tore, he tore his pec. Okay. He tore his pec real bad, which raised my eyebrows because usually when you carry a lot of muscle and you tear some kind of muscle ligament in your body, it's probably because you're on some kind of special sauce. Uh, like every wrestler, WWE wrestler, when I was a kid, I remember my dad being like, oh, yeah, he tore his lat or he tore because these guys are fucking their They stretch their muscles out so big. And so, you know, it's uh, weak and then there's muscles. I don't know that. I don't want to cast aspersions. But Jared Cannonier has had a real transformation over the past year, two years. And he's fucking yeah, no bricked up and scary. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he tore his pec. I think they said six months. And that was about. Well, you know, I don't know how coronavirus affected it. It was a while ago. He had to pull out of a fight. Yeah. Uh, it's been fourth. He was going to fight Till. Yeah. It was Till. And Lucky. then I, yeah, didn't he get booked with Whitaker at 1.2? I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. He, but yeah, he, he's been out for a little bit. He's been a little quiet, probably at home rubbing his crystals and stuff. I don't know if you guys know that. He's a big crystal guy. He, nah. wear, he wears like crystals, like healing crystals and shit. Um, so he's probably at home doing that. Hopefully, you know, he'll come back. He's a weirdo, dude. He's from Alaska. I don't know if you know many people from Alaska, but they are they are strange cats out there. I love Alaska. I would live in Alaska. Jeez. I, I would live in Alaska. Alaska's wild. I would I would live in Alaska. I, li- I like the cold. Uh, the whole some parts of Alaska is like six months it's dark, six months it's light. Those motherfuckers drink like crazy. I wouldn't fit in because I'm not a drinker. But if you're from a, like um, that Cody uh, Cody McKenzie from the Ultimate Fighter who had the McKenzie team. Oh, that was a weird motherfucker. He was from Alaska. Like okay. Justin yeah. Buckholtz from the uh, the former coach of the uh, Team Alpha. He's kind of a weirdo too. He was from Alaska. They're a different breed up there, man. It's it's Alaska is dude in Alaska. Um, living in Washington, there's a lot of people that since we're the we're the closest to Alaska, there's a lot of Alaskans that live back and forth. And dude, Alaska's fucking crazy, man. Like there's they allow you to just be publicly intoxicated. There's tons of domestic violence. It's got the most domestic violence per capita in the whole no in shit. the whole country. Tons of domestic violence. They don't arrest you. They just are like the cops just come. They say, yeah, break it up, break it up. Dude, Alaska is Alaska is literally like the wild wild west. It's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, it's nuts. And there's. There's one bear. There's one black bear for every square mile, and there's more bears than people. And moose, mooses kill more people than bears, or something like that. Like um, the moose, like you'll wake up and there'll be a fucking moose in your drive. You got to watch out for those fucking things. I'm always interested. I'm I've always always been so fucking fascinated with Alaska. I remember watching a movie. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. It was called Mystery Alaska with uh, Russell Crowe when they played hockey. You guys ever seen that movie? Nice. No, <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> they, so they played pawn hockey. It's like these, you know, pawn hockeys, and they send out the fucking New York Rangers to play them. Great fucking movie. But Russell Crowe's like the old guy. He's like the cop of the town. Uh, yeah, it's called Mystery Alaska. The, 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 yeah, it's a good movie. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Next fight of the night. 
Daniel Rodriguez versus <clears throat> Gabe Green. Great fight. Awesome fight. Fight of Both the night, man. Fight of the night. God, it was, it was, this or Spike Carlisle should have got fight of the night. I agree with you. Rodriguez looked sharp. Gabe Green showed a chin, taking this on like he accepted this fight on like a Tuesday. And uh, yeah, apparently great, they had man. they had were, were both California guys, so they both were coming up on the same scene together. We're supposed to fight several times. Uh Daniel Rodriguez trains with Cowboy and uh Joe Sealings, the striking coach, Gabe Green. I'm not really sure where great uh Gabe Green's at. I don't know if he comes from a big camp or not, but great fight. Daniel Rodriguez, two fights now in the UFC where he's looked fucking impressive. Who, who was his first fight? Tim Means on short notice, uh, and he choked him right. out. He, he he was knocking him around on the feet, and Tim got rock shot a takedown, and, and Daniel Rodriguez uh, fucking darsed him. Eddie Bravo's his jiu-jitsu coach. I think yeah, it was a standing yeah. guillotine. Was it a standing was it a guillotine? Standing, you might like be standing guillotine, right? Yeah, you might be right. I know he choked him out. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Eddie's his, his jiu-jitsu coach. This kid is... Uh, He's it, he's in, he's impressive, man. He's he's in, fucking impressive. Yeah, Green, standing Green looks good too for welterweight. He he seems so big to me, right? Like I was thinking that yeah. same thing. They kept talking about how Green looked big. Green looked bricked up. He had no neck. But I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, how the fuck does Rod- this Rodriguez guy looks huge to me? He's yeah. six one, six one, but and, and he and he kind of carries a little. Like he's not ripped up. He's got a little bit of a body fat to him. Yeah, and his That's upper body, his upper body seems so big to me. I'm like, this dude looks fucking huge for 170. That's why he can cut the weight though. Yeah, with that body fat on him, I thought he looked great. I, I think, you know, at 170, it's a fucking Shark Tank right now. So he's probably not going to get any big name unless he jumps in there short notice. But he's going to be a problem. He's good on the ground. His wrestling seems okay. His cardio seems great. He took this fight on short notice, too, and went three hard rounds with a guy who would not stop cutting, coming at him in a smaller cage. Um, that takes, you know, he was he was bobbing and weaving off the cage. He was, you know, <clears throat> showing some good looks. He got tagged a little bit, too. Took took some punch as well. Uh, crafty Southpaw. I would like to see him get a little more power. I, I mean, Gabe Green's got a good chin, but I don't think Rodriguez cracks all that hard because I think he moves a lot. Right, it's kind of yeah. like that cowboy Joe Schilling striking where they're not planning so much, or just they're just throwing hands a little bit. But you sit on your punches, being that big dude, I think you could fucking crack somebody, put him out. When he got kicked to the body, that's yeah. when Green started showing success. Once he got kicked to the body, so hopefully he can you know work on that because he kind of showed anyone any of his new opponents like I'm a little bit susceptible to the body. The second he got kicked to the to the body, those couple hard times in the third round that's when green started getting a little bit more success and a little bit more momentum um so i think that uh you know you can't really work on your body you just you, you know that's how, how do you condition your body just take punches you know what i mean what do you what do you do i yeah i sit-ups right i i mean they say sit-ups right but he's with the wrong camp because cerrone has been hurt to the body and cerrone yeah. it's still susceptible to the body matt brown's a guy that's always gets hurt to the body i really don't know what you do like how you train that right like I'm imagining you get, you know, you're doing sit-ups and they're fucking smacking you with those pads or yeah. some shit like that. I, I Hanging don't know. Hanging up, down on a pull-up bar. Yeah, you know, right. Like, they, they yeah. must train their body something. Because, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're ripped up or you got a little body fat or whatever. Like, you fucking, you'll get cracked your body. Everyone went to the body on Roy Nelson. That motherfucker just took it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's like, fuck <laughs> it. Go ahead. I don't give a shit. Like, Justin Gaethje said on, on Rogan's podcast that he offers his sparring partners, and I've heard him tweet, I've seen him tweet this before. He offers his sparring partners five hundred dollars if they can drop through the body. Like he welcomes body shots, which is I don't know if it's like a mental thing. He's not like super jacked up either. Like I mean, he's obviously in shape, but he's not muscled yeah. up, right? Um, but he's so confident into the body. I mean, it's 
You know, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know how you train it. it. I don't know if you can. I think like it's like your chin. It's a like thing. I mean, you can do like neck sec- exercises and stuff, but li- literally, if you're not built, if you're not built for having a chin, right? I mean, you're just not going to have one. Like, I mean, it's just what it is. Guys with big fucking heads and short necks usually can take a shot. And then guys with, like, real tall necks like fucking James Vick, you know, they get a fart knocks him over. You know what I mean? So it is what – He had the audacity to show his tweet last night too. They showed him on the broadcast? Yeah. They showed uh, James Vick's tweet. He – I think – I'm assuming he's probably a a partner with one of the guys, but – yeah, they showed his bum ass. His, his fucking phone vibrates and he gets knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, but his, you could knock him out with a paper plate. I follow dude. him on, uh, on Instagram. His lady's kind of hot, guys. He blocked me. He blocked <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what'd you say to him, man? Just of course he did. Giving him <laughs> shit for getting knocked out all the time? Yeah. I just... I hate... I didn't <laughs> like him... On the Ultimate Fighter because like he had that boxing tattoo with like the cage and shit. And it's like you're not even that good of a boxer, man. Like, what are you doing? Texas Cushioner. Yeah, the Texas Cushioner. God, what a fucking what a guy. What a guy. If he was if now I was like he, a hog hunter in Texas. Right. He's like a he's like a hunter. All right, next up, Caitlin Chukagian versus Antonio Shochenko. Not surprised how this went. I was surprised that a lot of people I respect it picked Shevchenko. I, I don't know what they saw in her. She's a decent striker, but she's so one-dimensional that I was figured, like, if Chikagin gets this down, it's over. I know Chikagin is not this world-class person on the ground, but she's training with a really good camp. I know she can do it. And then this was just a massacre. I have no idea how Shevchenko didn't get put out uh, shocked by this. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Boys' thoughts on this uh, this electrifying female fight? Shevchenko just doesn't have any power. Like I think no. maybe she, if she connects right, she can knock somebody out with a kick. Um, but I mean, I remember even in her her old like her fights when she does land, it's just it doesn't it doesn't affect her opponent. Right. And I don't know. Can't grapple. I don't know how she's Valentina's main training partner because it's like night and day between right. the difference the difference of talent between them both. I don't. I just don't get it. Antonina is the worst. The worst grappler at women's 125. The worst. The worst flyweight women's grappler. I don't. I mean, what? Roxy's performance looks better now after the Macy Barber win. But before the Macy Barber win, I was just like, you're letting Roxanne Modafferi beat you up like that, like right. on the feet and like what the fuck. Um, but there's a reason why number two doesn't fight number 12 in the division. There's a reason yeah, yeah. why shit like that doesn't fucking happen and shouldn't happen. Um, Caitlin, Caitlin Chikagian is calling for another possible title shot. Like, we are, I mean, and now it'll only be worse now that she did that to her sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she's going to get <laughs> fucked up. It's, and they said on the broadcast in, in that Shevchenko, her sister, Valentina, was uh, dealing with some kind of injury. So she might have not been able to train with her sister. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't really know who they're training with anyway. They travel all over the United States. So I don't really know if that, that may, I, I just think one, it like Antonia, uh, Antonia is way hotter. And so she's just going to, you know, she has the hotness and Valentina's just, I'm going to kick your fucking head off. Yeah. One's got the other one. You know what I mean? It, it, it is what it is. One can't be born with all the fucking skills. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, unless you're Nick and Nate, skills. they're both, I mean, name another brother duo that like, People were on Twitter were going like, I can't believe Valentina's this good, and then her her sister's this bad. And they showed uh, Matt Sarah's brother, Nick Sarah. He literally, oh, twins, right? It, I don't know if they're twins, but yeah, they look alike. 
But yeah. he literally got DQ'd his last time he got in a fight. He got disqualified because he wouldn't get off his butt. He kept butt scooting and was like, come to the ground, come to the ground. He's just a jujitsu guy. And the guy's like, no, oh, you got to Yeah, he's like, you got to get up. And he goes, no, I'm sitting down here. He's got to come to the ground. And they're like, no, stand up and fight. And he goes, no. I'm going to. So they DQ'd him. So you got guys like Matt oh, Sarah who goes out there and he's a fucking warrior. And then you got his brother who's just this fucking clown who wouldn't get off his ass. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some obviously good brothers in UFC. Jim and Dan Miller. Dan Miller was, eh, Jim's pretty good. Nick and Nate, I think, are probably the best. The Gares are good. Yeah, Little Nog riddled with injuries his whole career. So, you know, yeah. but he's very talented. Uh, but yeah, the Diaz brothers are the first that come to mind that are like legit. Both of them are like right here. I think Nate's probably eclipsed Nick now because Nick right, hasn't fought in like five years. Gilbert's got a brother too. Herbert, yeah. he's fighting Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if they're at that caliber of the Diaz brothers, but I mean He's good. Herbert's good. I mean potentially. Yeah. He knocked out, you know, the toughest uh, 145er in the UFC, Nate Landweir. So, I mean, no, not everyone uh -huh. does that. That's it. I was trying to remember who he knocked out. Uh -huh. Fucking lost us money. About the Shevchenko fight, dude. That was an e that was an even pick. It was I'm pretty it, sure. But I I had her. I had Shukagi in at plus one fifteen when I when I did my pickums. I picked her as an underdog, and then oh, no shit. She was plus 115, and then when I went to bet Saturday, she was plus 110. I didn't touch it because, you know, I don't bet female fights. I, I, I've washed yeah. my hands clean of that. But I'm like, how is she the underdog here? Like, I... The name. Oh, the name, man. It's the name. It's crazy. It's, I mean, and like Kenny Florian and that Ian Parker bozo both picked her. I said, and I love Kenny. Kenny, like that Ian Parker guy sucks, but Kenny yeah. picks really smart picks. Like him and I usually agree, and I'm sitting there listening to him like... What the fuck is going on here? Like, what happened? Like, why are you picking Ch her? Chikagian comes from the same camp that Gregor Gillespie comes from. No, she's with um, she's with Henry, Mark Henry. She oh, trains with, yeah. She trains with, they said it on the broadcast last night. She trains with Claudia Gadela and another broad now. Yeah. Well, because I know, I know her husband, I know her husband is like best friends with Gregor Gillespie. She probably, I think they, so she lives in upstate New York. So she lives where probably Gregor is. And that might be like her camp when, you know, just whatever. But when she, like Mark Henry's like her guy in the corner and stuff. Like when she goes, she like drives a Jersey. Cause I remember they did that. Um, when she fought Valentina, they did that countdown show and they showed her where she was at in New York. She like literally lives on like the ocean in some nice ass house. And it was like an hour and a half drive to Jersey to get to Mark Henry's house. Cause he like trains fighters like in his basement, like Frankie Edgar, like goes in the basement and trains with them. It's wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Chikagin looked good. I, I mean, it, is there anybody else for Valentina to fight? I don't want to see a rematch right away with Chikagin. She's got embarrassed, but um, yeah. I mean, let her get another win in there. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's never really nobody at 125. So we'll move on. We'll move on to wifey. That's what I call Mackenzie Dern versus Hannah Cyphers. Kicked off the uh, kick off the main card here. Listen, Mackenzie Dern, Devin's shaking his head. If she learns some wrestling, she's going to be really fucking tough to beat. Her ground game is so far superior than any woman in that division. She's going to be a problem. Everyone thinks it's a striking. Sure, her striking's terrible, right? I agree with that. But she needs to fucking get the fight to the ground. She needs to wrestle. Her wrestling's trash. But she looked good last night. I thought she looked good. Devin, you disagree strongly. So tell me why she looked so bad. Because she didn't look that great. She Hannah Cyphers made a fucking stupid mistake and got caught in an e-bar. Like She okay. was getting muscled around. She, she was losing me. in the striking. She was losing in the clinch. She's not strong. And... 
I mean, Amanda Hebos is not going to. Okay, Amanda Hebos is going to be the f- probably future champion, I think. I, I, and I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't see her. She doesn't have big power. She doesn't have a lot of technical skills. She is just really slick with submissions and really what? slick in scrambles and grappling. Well, but there, there's a little guy at 155 named Khabib who's only good at one thing, and he's doing pretty right. goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's 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 two completely different things. I don't know. Hold on, let me let me look so up. I, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm looking up the rankings right now. Most of like I had like two parlays left. I think I did like four or five, just like at ten bucks each. And then uh, like I'll start making new ones like halfway through the card. I'm just like, all right, well I'll just put a parlay on the next five. Like, and I broke rule number one and bet fucking. Uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Dern in my in my parlay in the first round started the first round and I was like oh god here we go like here fucking big upset per usual and then I get busted and I I pick the rest of them right yeah and, uh, luckily like I said I've been burned uh, too many times on women's fights dude like I can't do it I always warn people like women's MMA is so baby it's a little baby right now you just don't know there could be a girl yeah. in Brazil right now no fights she's gonna come wreck house in a year you just don't know um, so it's so hard to, to fucking gamble on that like a lot of people probably win a lot of money on it because they're like fuck it it's a toss up let's just put money on the underdog which is fine no but I like make, well, the way I make my picks is like I'm gonna make my picks strategically in who I think is going to win and not just a coin flip. Unless I really mm-hmm. want to just fuck around and I have like 10 bucks. I have placed all my bets and I still have 10 bucks. I'm like, well, fuck it. Let me just throw it on like a random parlay. Let me read you the top fi- uh, the top 15 in uh, 115 here. Okay. Manny Hebos is 15. Obviously, she already she beat um, Mackenzie Dern. What do you guys think Fleece Herring? You think Fleece Herring beats Mackenzie Dern? Dev? Uh, I think it's 70-30 for Felice Herring. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Felice Herring hasn't fought since like 2013. Uh, Alexa Grosso. Um, Alexa Grosso is 125. She said she's never going back. She's never going back. Okay. If she does, I'll I'll pick Alexa Grosso. Okay. Tisha Torres. Yeah, I think Tisha Torres. <laughs> what about Yan Zian, the uh, the other Chinese girl that's wrecking house right Yan now? Yan Zanan. Yeah. What about her? I pick Yan Zanan. I think she teased her up. She's good on the feet. I think she teased her Cynthia up. Cynthia Calvillo. I pick Cynthia Calvillo too. Marina Rodriguez. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, okay. So I'm not going to read all of them, but listen, let me tell you right now, I'm going to go through. And this is my stance. My take wait. is. Mackenzie Dern has to learn how to wrestle. That if she doesn't learn how to wrestle and she starts becoming a striker and just wants to get to the fight the ground, this won't work. But if she can wrestle, she gets a really good wrestling coach. Um, I think she beats seven out of the fifteen in the top seven out. Of, yeah, seven out of the fifteen in the top fifteen. I think she beats. I think Amanda Hebos is dangerously underrated at uh, fifteen. She's better than most of these women that she's in front of. But I mean, once you get to the top, like Nina Ansaroff. I think, you know, she's having a baby. She's out for a while. And then the top four, you have a real problem with. Joanna, Tatiana, Rose, and Jessica Andrade are a fucking beast. I think, I think Mackenzie Dern, not only is she the hottest MMA fighter to ever live, um, but she just needs to learn how to wrestle. Her grunt, no one can do it. She's the first woman to ever get a knee bar in the UFC. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought so as well. That's weird, right? First knee bar ever by women's. Yeah, I Ronda mean, would have got one. The problem with Mackenzie Dern, though, for me, and I can never make put her on my guys' list. I know she's a woman, but I can never put her because 
She was born in Arizona, raised in uh, California, and has a Brazilian accent. It's like, yeah, um, where'd that come what from? the fuck? They showed a video of her. They showed a video of her when she's like 18 at like a jiu-jitsu tournament where she won because she's like a phenom. And they interviewed her and she fucking has a perfect accent. Perfect American. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? She spoke perfect English last perfect. night, but then she's she's acted like she couldn't speak English in the past. That's why I don't fucking like her. It's crazy. Fake, dude. It's that's crazy. Like her husband is like a Brazilian like surfer dude or whatever. And I know her father's Brazilian. I don't think her mom is. I think her father is. But she was raised in America, right? Like my, I have a buddy that both his parents have an English accent, thick English accent. They're from England. They they raised them here. He did not speak. A, he did not have an English accent. Like that was his parents. And he didn't, you know what I mean? It's like, if he started coming, like, if I, I don't hang out with him anymore, but if I met him and he starts talking in English accent, I smack him in his face. That's ridiculous. So I can never really, truly get behind Mackenzie Durr. I do think her ground game is just, is so, so far superior than any woman at 115. Uh, I mean, she's gonna be a proper standups terrible though. And her wrestling is, is worse somehow. All right. Exposed last night. Huh? And they got she exposed got, last night. With what? Her wrestling or her standup? Uh, All of it. Both. <laughs> her wrestling looked bad last night because Hannah Cyphers is 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 probably I mean could really logistically fight at 105. She's not that big girl at 115. I know she's a country girl from North Carolina, so she's yeah, probably got that on. fucking farm strength. But uh, she was bodying Mackenzie Dern up there. Mackenzie Dern's body language did not look good when they were clinching. She did not look strong. Um, yeah, it was a problem, but she, if she just learns wrestling, I, I think she good. This is the first time I think she's like ever made weight too, which is wild. Uh, but she did look in pretty good shape and, uh, yeah. So I'm going to rock with Mackenzie Dern and hopefully one day she'll hear it and be like, Hey, when her Brazilian accent, Hey, I love your podcast. I hop on. Uh, all right. Yeah. I'm pitching my boobs to get on podcast. <laughs> uh, Roosevelt Roberts is Brock Weaver. This fight. Listen, I, I, Fuck Brock Weaver. Fuck Sorry. Brock Weaver. We we did a whole 180 on this guy, right? I thought he gave an electric interview after the Contender Series. Love this guy. We want him on the podcast. Kind of dicked us over. Whatever, right? Then the whole dog fighting thing happened, and then he like shows up and he paints his face for the weigh-ins. The guy looked like fucking trash last night. Roosevelt Roberts is a solid, solid guy. Um, good striker, good everywhere, right? Brock Weaver did nothing. The only thing Brock Weaver could do was fucking clinch him against the cage. It was, yeah, it was a pathetic performance. I know he took it on short notice and all that shit, but yeah, it's, it's, that, that was that was. And Roosevelt Roberts is from South Florida, so I gotta you know show out dude, for he's my. Fucking, he, uh, he he's was, a real one. He's he was a, he one, was yeah. Like apparently the the stare down was because yeah. um, Brock said something about his chest tattoo. I don't. I think he has Lincoln on his chest, and then Mob. There was. I, mean, I don't know if it was gang related. Go ahead. Who's the other old guy? Who's the other old white guy? Uh, he had Abraham Lincoln, and then he had another guy on his on his like his left titty. I, I'm, it might be it, it might be like Ben Franklin, people from the from uh, Bills. Okay. From from. Are you talking money. about Roosevelt Roberts? So he did he yeah. did have he did have uh, Abe Lincoln on his chest, right? He had Abe Lincoln, and then there was another old white guy on the other side of his chest. Huh. And uh, I was sitting there trying to figure out like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck's this guy? Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get a picture of him. I have no idea who it would be. Okay, let's see. All right. Uh, zoom in here. No, it's loading. All right. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm Roosevelt's one of my guys though. I'm picking I'm I picking hard it. for him next time. I love. Yeah, he he uh like he's he's hungry. He impressed he me. He should have got a performance bonus, man. Why did he get a performance bonus? Yeah, really. 
He performed well. That was great. He looked good. He looked great. He dominated the entire fight. The only time Brock uh, Weaver had any kind of success was basically just holding him against a cage so he didn't get fucking punched in his face. Like, I mean, I, I listen, I, I've, I've done a complete complete 180 on Brock Weaver. Um, and it, it's shocking to me, but yeah, the guy's the guy. I just don't like the guy. And if you do, <laughs> sorry, my wife, <laughs> my wife just fucking opened my door and mooned me. I had a little fight. <laughs> That's funny. I uh, can't concentrate when you got a fucking butt in your face. All right. Yeah, Brock Weaver, though, again, 180 on that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, and if the dog fighting thing's real, then fuck them twice because that's just that's just unbelievable. All right, next up, a fight that I was actually really not surprised about. I picked Spike, but Billy Q versus Spike Carlisle. This fight was wild, right? Billy Q, I've heard stories about this guy just being a fucking a G, doesn't quit, doesn't get tired. Spike Carlisle, big, powerful fucking ginger, and fucking awesome fight. What'd you guys think about this fight? A little sloppy. They both got a little tired. Came in with the Masvidal flying knee. Yeah. How about how about Spike walking away? Like, oh man, I won this round. Round's over, and he gets fucking dropped. I love that shit. Clown move. That's that such a clown stupid. move. Yeah. That that's 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 a I won this round. Let me just chill and walk away type deal. No, defend yourself at all times, you redheaded fuck. He's a strong dude, though. You can yes. see he was just muscling out of shit in bad positions, just muscling out. He. He would be turning into the body triangle multiple times. Like that just takes fucking raw strength. strength. Like, he's a strong dude. Really strong. Um, he's I don't think I like him though. I think he's on my. I think I think he's on my. I hate list. Do you guys? Sure. Do you guys like him? I don't uh, know yet. Yeah, it's still a little early. I like, I like his fake Twitter. He has a fake. Thought it was his real Twitter. Oh, he had a fake Twitter. Really him. <laughs> I know he's very very religious, right? So that to me, that's like. I'm not going to relate to you, right? He seems like a good guy. He's like before the before the 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 fight, like he's doing like weird like body things, and then yeah. he charged out. He's an exciting fighter. Um, I just feel like I'm not going to like him. I don't know what it is. Like I dated a girl for four years in high school, red hair. So maybe I have a real bad blood with red hair girls, you know. And, and then like if a guy's redhead, it's like fuck you, bud. I don't know. It could be psychological. <laughs> I don't know. I got a deep dive. I got to go to a therapist and find that out. But I don't know if I like him. I really don't know if I do. But awesome fight. I think Billy Q, I think if this fight wasn't as short notice and a catch weight and everything was at 145, I think Spike wins. But Billy Q, I think, got a gift on this one. He does have a decent, decent little record now. I just, I don't know if, if this guy's world class or not. I think Spike Carlisle should fight Nate Landwehr next. Yeah, you want <laughs> you want you want him to fight Nate to train? He better get off the that tracks, be bud. Fun, that'd be a fun fucking fight because those dudes are both just they're both just fucking wild. And, and there's polar opposites, which would be which would be fun. Yeah, like I don't think Spike talks shit. Like I think he's like goofy. He wore that plague mask at the weigh-ins. Oh, that was sick. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. I'll give him that. And like. uh but yeah, I, I, Nate, that's a good matchup. Nate Lane, where they're both, Nate's coming off a win. They're both one on one in the UFC. Um, but listen, you, you don't want to be on the train when the Nate the Train's coming through. Or you don't want to be on the, fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be on the tracks when Nate the Train's coming through. Uh, I don't think I want to be on his train either. You don't want to be yeah. on his train either. You train. don't want to be anywhere near the guy. Like the guy's fucking, he's a wild, wild dude. He, I follow him on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. And he's like, his, him and his, he tweeted. Or Instagram something. I, I, it was it was it was a while ago. I saw he's been dating his girl 
since they were like 11. So they've been together like, I don't know how old he is. He's probably almost 30 or whatever, but they've been dating since they were 11. So that that's a real one when you walk, rock with a guy with a white dude with dreadlocks and then he's got to shave him because he's losing his hair. <laughs> they're they're both great guys to have in the UFC though. Honestly, the characters. Like they're both, yeah, the characters. They're both characters. Yeah. They fight. They're exciting fighters. Um, they both throw caution to the wind. I, I think that they're good. They're good additions to the roster. Um, will they ever be champions or probably even the top fifteen? I don't think so. But, I think I if mean, anyone has a shot at Spike, just because he does have that power, you know what I mean? Like, he can go on a run and catch people, but I think technically maybe not. Who does he train with? Is, is he? I think, is he a Cali guy? Do we do we know that? Didn't it, or is he an Arizona guy? Who, Spike? S- Spike, yeah. Okay, so he's says he's San Diego, California is where he was born, but the training lab. Oh, so I think he trains with Dillashaw and those guys. Oh shit! No yeah. wonder why he's in such good shape. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's. Yeah. I think he's in Southern Cal with with Red Dillashaw Spike. and uh, Red Hair. Yeah, and that fucking the the Sam Calvillo who Dillashaw said is uh, the greatest guy in the world, but yet didn't know he's taking fucking whatever. What is EPL? Like fuck off. Well, Spark, Spike Carlisle kind of gas, so you know he's not on the EPO because when you're on the EPO, you don't gas. But he did um, take the fight in like five minutes, literally like five five minutes. He's like, yeah, I'll take it, but it has to be at 150. I, you know, instead of – I don't know why um, – like I, why aren't more fighters in this situation saying let's just make catchweight fights? Yeah. They like, should. Why didn't Brock, yeah. Like why didn't Brock Weaver and Roosevelt Roberts fight at catchweight? Why don't they right. just fight at 158? You're right. Right. I don't know. That, that's been a big thing. Like I know Dana, when this whole thing started and they canceled events, Dana did that uh, fighter meeting thing via Zoom or Skype or whatever the fuck. And uh, he told them all, like, you all have to stay in shape. I, a moment. I don't want to hear excuses with this last minute stuff. If you're hurt, let us know. If you don't want to fight because Corona, let us know. But we're going to be booking. We're going to be booking. We're going to get you paid. Um, so some guys probably stepped up and said, and they have management. They might have good management. They're like, hey, my guy will fight, but he can't do 145. It, yeah. it could be a manager thing. It could be guys saying, no, I, don't, I want I want him to cut the weight. Like, I have no problem cutting the weight. Let him cut the weight. You know what I mean? It could be one of those things. I don't know. But if you're a fighter right now, you got it, it's not like the old days where, at least, especially right now, it's not like the old days where you get 10, 12 weeks. Unless, you, you might get that if you're a champion, but right now if you're an undercard guy, you might get a call next week to fight in July. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got to stay ready. Like my guy Chris Curtis, like he was saying, he he fights for Aries, and they're ma- only um, mainly European and Canada, so they've canceled everything. And he said he told me via text that like they told him recently, like get ready. Like I don't because he wants to go to eighty five. They're like just get get to like one ninety and let us know, and then we're we're booking. So and I'm sure the That's UFC, awesome. I'm sure the UFC similar, yeah. So, Great interview, by the way, with Chris Curtis. I appreciate yeah. that. Chris is a good guy. He's a good guy. We, we've been through a lot together. That guy saved my life. When I had my seizure, he was there, and him, Dom Steele, and another guy, a uh, guy I grew up with who owned the gym briefly, um, were there. And I uh, don't remember any of it, but they were trying to hold me down so the paramedics could get me. And they said, like, I was throwing people off my arms. Like, they, no one could hold me oh, down. Shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, sick, dude. Yeah, I'm strong. <laughs> <laughs> my face is fucking ruined, dude. I fell right on my face. I had cuts all over my face. My nose was swollen. I, like, because uh, I fell on fake grass. So I dug my face into the grass. I had a huge hole in my hand from, like, just, like, Damn. seizuring out and stuff. 
And uh, Chris said, like, when the paramedics came, they're like, we need you to hold him down. Dom Steele, 185-pound, 170-pound UFC fighter. Chris Curtis, short but stout as fuck. They couldn't hold me down. I'm throwing him off me. And I just, he was texting me that, making sure I was okay. But yeah, he told me, paramedics were like, if we, if, cause I was trying to leave, they said. They said, like, mm-hmm. when the paramedics showed up, I was like, no, I'm leaving. Like, I wanna go. And they're like, no, you gotta fucking stay. I don't remember any of this. I literally woke up, I remember walking into the room, seeing the, the new training thing, waking up in the hospital, butt naked, uh, pissed my pants. They, they had to cut my clothes off me. <laughs> I was butt naked with my shirt, my cell phone on my chest. I look over at my parents and I'm like, oh, my face hurts. Like, that's the first thing I said. Like, my face hurts. Yeah. Chris is a good guy, though. Chris is a good guy. I appreciate that. All right. Next fight of the night. Fuck Sam Alvey. Fuck Sam Alvey. <laughs> Fuck Sam. He, I think he wanted to say it, but he didn't say it. I know there was some bad blood there. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said it on the podcast, but, you know, I, I, had, I had to figure it out. Heavyweight fight. Probably the worst fight of the night, in my opinion. Augusta Saka versus Blago Ivanov. I took Blagoy here. Uh, I didn't bet it, but, it, I mean... Neither guy impressed me. It was a, it was a typical Blagoy fight where he probably could have won if Augusta didn't pull the fence, the big fence grab where Cormier jumped up. Sakai now is is undefeated in the UFC. He's a rising heavyweight. Uh, what do you guys think about this fight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think um, I think Blagoy was hitting him with the harder shots. Yeah. I don't think Blagoy's ever been TKO'd or finished in his MMA career. I don't think he's been knocked out, and that's hard to say for a heavyweight. I don't think he has. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think he has. He's Derek, Derek, Derek Lewis. He bullshitted. beat. Huh? Did Did he get bullshit against Derek Lewis in that decision? Yeah, was that I, him? Yeah, that was him. I thought and he JDS oh, too. I thought he beat. I thought he beat Derek Lewis. Um, yeah, JDS. They fought. I remember that was like they went to Utah. Or no, Boise, Boise, Idaho. That was the main event. That was his fucking first fight in the OC. Was JDS that was his first fight? In the he's yeah. fought some stiff competition. He's man. fought some fucking tough, tough dudes. dudes. He's fought Fedor. He yeah. beat Fedor. What? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty not. sure he beat Fedor. Look it up. I'm looking at his record. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't see Fedor on here. With a fucking he's got a fight with Fedor. He's got Rico Rodriguez. He beat um, Levar Johnson. He has a loss to Alexander Volkov and Bellator. Yeah, I'm not seeing Fedor, bro. Josh, Josh Hold Copeland, on. Sean Jordan. They might have fought in like Sambo, but I don't oh, know. Oh, they they fought in Sambo. Sambo, yeah. He's got to win it. He's got to win against him in, in Sambo. In, uh, Sambo. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't. I they, why they didn't fucking say that. Huh? They should have said it on the broadcast. They need to be marketing that shit. They should. They should. Yeah, and he got fucking stabbed. He's a scary. Regardless, he's a scary fucking dude. What, dude, his fucking name. His name's Blagoy. That's the scariest name ever. Like, who are you meeting tonight? Blagoy? Like, if my daughter comes home and goes, hey, I have a date tonight when she's older, and she goes, I was like, oh, what's his name? Blagoy? I locked the fucking house. He ain't leaving. (laughs) Kidding me? He's like a fucking arms dealer. That's what what he fucking sounds like. Like an arms dealer. Like, I guarantee you this dude, like, has to get special razors to shave that fucking beard. His beard's too just, the hair's just too fucking strong for it. He's he's a crazy dude. Huh? He shaved his body because he in his previous fights he was hairy. Oh, he had hairy. Yeah, I know he's yeah. got a good fucking beard. I bet his beard grows up to like right here, like a wolf man. Like he's got to start <laughs> shaving underneath his eyes and shit. Um, no, he like, has a need a coronavirus mask. Right? Yeah, it just grows his fucking beard out. He probably has coronavirus. He beat it already. He don't give a fuck. It was one day. He's like, get out, get out of here. 
he's an interesting dude. Like he's been fucking screwed. He's fought the top of the top competition, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, even outside the even outside the UFC, Josh Copeland, former UFC guy, Alexander Volkov. He has a he got finished by Volkov by rear naked choke. You know that guy's a legit dude. Lavar Johnson fought in the UFC. He's a walking fucking steroid. Sean Jordan, former UFC fighter. Um, he's three and two in the UFC or two and three in the UFC. Excuse me. Uh, Derek Lewis. I thought he won. He could have won last night, possibly with that fence grab. You know, a lot of people were saying the fence grab saved him. I don't know. We, we shouldn't spend too much time because, uh, because, um, the main event was, was way more worth talking about than this fight. So the main event, Tyron Wolevich, Gilbert Burns. We've been talking all day. Your guys' take, I think you guys are consensus on this. You guys agree that Tyron looked bad and Gilbert didn't look good. I think Tyron fought like Tyron. I think Gilbert looked really good, and I'll tell you why. A lot of people don't really want to engage with Tyron. They don't want to get in that little bubble. They don't want to get in that circle where he can hit you. Gilbert Burns was right in his face the whole time. Gilbert Burns took him down twice. Gilbert Burns dropped him twice, three times, depending if you count that third, uh, the third one. I mean, he was on all over him. Like he beat Tyron worse than Kamaro did. Kamaro wrestle fucked him, right? Yeah. But dude, I dude, he fucked up Tyron Woodley. Kamaro, Kamaro used I mean, He did. He did. You I don't. Mean, you don't think it was a worse beating than Kamaro? Or I think. I think Burns beat Tyron worse, worse than Kamaro. I mean, Kamaro. It, it, Visually, because he just took him down and laid on him for right, so long, right. just looked more dominant. But I mean, as far as strikes go, I mean, yeah, I guess you're he right. Didn't even, he didn't even land a lot of significant strikes. I think it was like 78 or 76. He did. I think. I think Usman broke Tyron, and I think once Tyron Woodley faces any adversity, once he got dropped and hit in that first round, and cut. I like think cut right was, away. It was the fight was over once that once that first exchange happened. I thought Gilbert has had too had had too much success with his hands, and I thought he was going to try to rely on that, and I thought that was going to get him into trouble against yep. Woodley. But the second he put Woodley down with that, I think he hit him with like a check right and then a small uppercut and kind of shrugged him down when he was rocked. Mm-hmm. Once that happened, I I I texted you guys and I go Woodley's washed. This fight's done. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's it's crazy because Gilbert Burns is a guy who who hasn't been on my radar, right? Um, I wasn't impressed with the Gunnar Nelson fight. I um, was pretty impressed with the Maya fight, but Maya's forty, right? I mean, his chin's his yeah. chin's right there, right? Um, I'm impressed more by his online presence, where he's 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 wanting to fight everybody. Oh, I'll fight eighty five. I'll fight whatever, right? I'm, I am down with it. Yeah, yeah, I like that he wants to fight. Like he wants to keep active. He just said right now, he's like, I know. People are saying that I should be uh, waiting this out, or I should I should fight Leon Edwards or whatever. But fight Island, fuck it, let's go. Like I love that. Like I like you got guys like Leon Edwards who no one knows who the fuck Leon Edwards is yet. When he beat his last time he, he won, who did he beat? He beat uh, Gunnar Nelson, I think. Right? Maybe he goes Leon Edwards. Oh, uh, RDA. RDA, right? He beat RDA, and after that fight, he goes, "I'm not fighting unless it's for a title shot." Motherfucker, no one knows who you are. You know what right. I mean? Like, like I, I think you deserve that. You're in the conversation for sure because you won eight or nine in a row. But you, you can't make ultimatums like that with the UFC when no one knows from you. You're from Birmingham, from England. Three piece in a soda. Yeah, and you're right. And you got embarrassed by Moscow. You're from Birmingham. Like no one knows where Birmingham's at. You know what I mean? You're not even from London, bro. Like, it's crazy to me that these fighters make demands like that. So I have mass respect for Gilbert Burns who is in that conversation now, and he goes, fuck it, I'll fight whoever and fight Island. I don't care. Give me a top name, give me a top 10, whatever, because he's obviously deserved it. But uh, I like that. I respect that. You know, it could be risky, it could be dangerous, 
But I think fighters get better that way too. And he's young yep. enough. He's not he's not old. He's not like old cowboy taking fights left and right, like who has some problems. This kid's 33, 32, whatever he is, and he's fucking hungry, and I like that. I can see uh him fighting cowboy. You yeah. Know? If, if fuck cowboy would do it. And I like how yeah. him and Usman are uh teammates and he said i'll fight him ah, i like that oh yeah yeah he's like i mean he's like i'll fight i mean it's for a title i'm gonna fight him they both have the well, same coach they both have different wrestling coaches and they both but they both have henry hoof so i don't know how that would work out it's you a know, sw- I, small gym like, after watching after that after watching that i, I send it to you guys after watching that footage of him of Usman sparring with Michael Johnson and losing those exchanges, like Gilbert Burns might fuck around and outstrike Usman. I oh, think 100%. Usman's the, yeah. I think Usman's the bigger guy, but I think Gilbert Burns has a fast blast double. You yeah. get tired with it twice. He's got a fast blast double. Um well, that's a hard fight for that's a hard fight for Usman. It's really hard. That's a hard fight for Usman. Really, really I don't hard. think he's gonna get it though. I think he's gonna fight Leon Edwards and they're gonna use yeah. and they're gonna be a main event of a fight night card. And I think yeah. I, and Leon now is kinda he was tweeting out yesterday, he's like, Fuck it. The airports are open here. I'm ready to go. Like I, I think he's kinda you know, he's weak in his stance on the fact that I'm only gonna fight for a title or whatever. You know, once he saw Tyron I, I mean, I think Leon Edwards would have fucked Tyron Willie up if they would have fought in England. You know, that fight was booked yeah. in April or May or March. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, they were supposed to fight originally. I think it would have fucked them up. What I've heard about that training, they do a lot of filming down there. Anatomy of a Fighter, Walt Harris, or Will Harris, excuse me. He does a lot of filming down there. And what I've heard is no, they do, Greg Jones is a wrestling coach, and he does live action wrestling, Wrestling Wednesdays. I mean, these these dudes go out. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Um, but from what I heard, it's, I don't know if it's filmed or not, but what I heard, Kamar Usman has never been taken down in the wrestling practice. Like he does, hmm. doesn't get taken down like his striking hundred percent. I think Gilbert Burns it pieces him up. I think Gilbert Burns has more power, has the more fluid striking, but Usman's wrestling is superior, but Gilbert Burns is a fucking world-class dude on the ground too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Usman's a black belt. You know what I mean? I don't think Usman, he has a loss. His only loss in MMA is by rear naked choke early on in his career. I know that was forever ago, but I mean, it's a uh-huh. thought when you're fighting a guy like Gil Burns. I think you're right, though. I don't think he'll get the fight. I think I think it'll no, be. He's not. It's got to be Masvidal. I, you you texted this, Devin. Apparently, Masvidal signed and Usman didn't. Um, I don't really know what's going on because Usman, like, offered to fight Colby. Or no, who do you offer to fight on like a couple days notice when this whole thing started? You guys remember that? Connor. Connor. Connor, but didn't but like right when quarantine happened, it was like the uh, he said she said where he came out on Instagram and did a whole video and he said Yeah, it was Masvidal. Yeah. And they said, Oh, we can't find him. He's been partying. We don't know where he's at. And then George's manager came out and was like, What the fuck are you talking about? He's right here. Like, what do you mean? Mm. So there was a lot of back and forth going on. That's the fight, in my opinion, that needs to happen. The only holdup I can see is probably on the UFC's end because they might want like that gate. There's been a lot of rumors that yeah. Florida is going to start allowing 30 to 35% of people in arenas. Mm. So they might be wanting to get that gate money because Dana said the other day they're going to lose like $100 million on gate. So I think that's why they're going to maybe push Connor till the end of the year until that maybe could happen. Uh, and that's a huge fight for me. But listen, you put that fun in pay-per-view – People are going to buy that up. Masvidal yeah, is a star. Doubt. Usman oh, is yeah. marketable. I know a lot of people hate Usman, so they want to, they want to watch to watch him lose. Mm-hmm. 
Masvidal's not fighting without pay-per-view points, though. And usually the pay-per-view points only go to the champion. But Masvidal's not fighting without pay-per-view points, so they're going to probably want a live crowd there to make up for that. But, you know, but he is kind of a champion because he got fucking, he's got the BMF belt. So that's what I would say. Because he got points yeah. from the Nate fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, very small true. points. He didn't get, like, usually champions get 8% or something like that of the pay-per-view buys or whatever it is. I think Usman and, uh, or excuse me, Masvidal and Nate got, like, three so they didn't get officially get points for it, you know. And that was a, that was the live crowd. But you got guys like Connor who gets he gets cut of the merch, he gets cut of the gate, he gets cut of the pay per view. You know what I mean? Because that that's the only way they can pay the guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I think that's a fight to make. Masvidal Usman and, and Leon uh, Leon Burns on uh, Leon Edwards and Gilbert Burns on Fight Island would be nice. One seventy is interesting. What, it's uh, I, I saw a. Uh like a survey thing or a poll on Twitter and the results, I didn't, I didn't agree with them, but I think it's easy to say what's your weight is the, is the best division right now. In the UFC. It's hot. It's hot. As right far now. as I mean, talent wise. You got, I mean, you got a guy like Jeff Neer who we are very high on, bro. He's yeah. at, he's at number 11 right now. So you mean to tell me <sighs> there's a criminal, you mean they're yeah, telling me there's criminal. 11 better people than him. I mean, Nate Diaz is at 10. I love Nate, but Nate's not, Nate's not fighting for rankings or belts. Like he's fighting for money. So he's yeah, only going to take big fights, right? So they might he Nate needs to get on his own rankings. You know what I mean? Like yeah. put him on like the GSP rankings where if they come back, it's going to be for a fucking money fight and that's it. They're not fighting, they're not competing for the belt or whatever. They're just taking up ranking spots at this at this point. Connor's but, ranked like something. Connor's ranked number 15, he's, 14. He's he's ranked 14 at welterweight and then Pettis is 15. And he's ranked 4th on lightweight, which is absolutely insane to me. Um, and then I, I pray that he's not ranked at 45. No, he's not. Okay. The rankings are just fucking criminal. They're, they're there. They're there because if shit goes down, they have to justify fighting for X, Y, Z reason. Well, and it, and it, and it fucked them in New York when the, um, when the, when, and when, uh, whatchamacallit, Max fell out when he fought Khabib, he got sick. They They wouldn't let Felder fight him because of the rankings. And, and New York was like, well, you guys' rankings say this guy's 15. We're not going to sanction that. So that worked against them. I mean, I know they got – I mean, I don't know if it would have been a better fight. I mean, they got Ayala Quinto, but uh, that's insane to me. Like, that the, the fucking commission is like, no, nah, no, nah, your rankings say he's 15th or whatever. He, he's, he can't fight for this guy. That's 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 insanity to me. But these rankings – I thought when they came out, when they first first came out with them, I thought media members and, and a bunch of people were going to vote on it. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. Because SureDog has their own rankings. Right. I'm, I'm curious to know the SureDog welterweight rankings. Um, their welterweight rankings are going to be, you know, inputted from media guys and stuff, which is, you know, becoming a lot more biased than ever. Yeah. But I feel like it's still more trustworthy than the UFC's rankings. Um, yeah, but Je- Jeff Neal being at number 12, I-, I feel like that's fucking criminal because Michael Chiesa's ranked like number five or six at welterweight. Yeah. Eight, but still. Eight. Like what's gonna happen if those guys fight? Come on, man! I think Kiesa like, wins. No, against <laughs> Jeff Neal. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a. I, I swear, I swear to God, I was just looking at the rankings, and I think that's the worst matchup for Jeff Neal. Kiesa is—he's not gonna strike with you. He's gonna fucking leg hump you and take you down. And he's fucking good at it. He's a big boy at one seventy now. Um, I think that's a. Yeah, I mean. 
just because he's so awkward, right? It's like a, it's like he's not going to strike with you. His stand up looks horrible. Like he takes punches on the foreheads and then grabs you and takes you down. Like he's incredibly strong. I think that's. I think, go ahead. I just don't see. But I think I think Kiesa uses his his strength, and that's why he's able what he was able to do to RDA because RDA is not a big welterweight. Right. He just has problems cutting that weight. I think Jeff Neal's so explosive and so powerful that I don't. Even if he gets laid and preyed on for two rounds, I think Jeff Neal can just spark him out. You've seen Kia, you've seen Kiesa wilt. He was he's wilted against. I mean, he's he's wilted against a lot lesser of opponents. Yeah, I mean, a la Kevin Lee. The only the only problem, like we we love Jeff Neal. The guy, his boxing is unreal. His his camp that he comes from with Safe Saud is is a great Texas. Camp well the best best camp in Texas probably uh, Fortis MMA. We haven't seen a lot of them yet. Let me look at his record here. So he's got a loss to some guy named like Levi to see, West. Uh, Jeff Neal versus Anthony Pettis. <sighs> now we're talking. That now that's a fight where I think Jeff Neal might get arrested for murder. No joke. Go kill him. Yeah, he kill him. <laughs> Go kill him. He kill him. So Jeff he needs Neal, to fight Stephen Thompson. Someone that's gonna that's someone that's gonna strike with him. That's who I think Colby should fight. Yeah. Colby Covington. I thought him and Steven Thompson would be a good fight. Because Colby's sitting there at like what third or fourth or something, which second. Is, is he second? Fuck. Probably he's one two. now. He's gonna be one now because Tyron's gonna drop. Right. Yeah, he's gonna be number one now. Jeez. I, what what does Colby do? Colby just has to chill and wait. Well, he's like, training. He he's, yeah, he's training still in Miami with, and he's training with Miguel Baeza and that that crew down there in Miami, the other camp. Um, but I, it's not, I, you got to imagine it's not a good look getting kicked out from one of the best teams in all MMA. You know what I mean? Like that gym is huge and they, they all came together, Poirier, Joanna, George, and was like, this guy's got to fucking go. Like, that's wild to me. This guy's like the number one welterweight in the world right now. And they're like, see ya. That's crazy that he's ranked. High. I mean, I know he just fought Usman. He's, that was his only loss, but that's crazy that he's, uh, he's higher than, than Masvidal. Yeah. Masvidal's number three. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I, I, Colby's going to be interesting to me, who he pairs up with, right? Tyron Woodley might make sense because they have bad blood. Get get Colby a good win and then get Tyron out of the town because we talked about maybe Tyron getting cut. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what you do at 170. 170 is an interesting one because, yeah, Colby's two. He's going to be number one. You got to imagine Mossel will slide up to two. Um, Tyron's probably got – I mean, I would, I would take him down to fucking six or seven. Five. Five, you think? Probably. Everyone move up one? Five. Yeah. Yeah. Man, 170 is interesting. 170 Burns is will go to four. Yeah, that, I think that's what happens. Burns will go to four, and then uh, Leon, Leon will go to three. Yeah. Or, or actually, I think Burns will go to three. Leon will stay at four, and then everybody else will move up one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, 170, you said, is like a, it's a powerhouse because you got guys like Robbie Lawler hasn't fought in a while, but... That guy's got that trigger where he can put you out. I know he hasn't had the greatest performances as of late, but that's him and Jeff Neal to me would be all time. Oh, you know Robbie I mean? and Jeff Neal. Robbie and Jeff Neal. That'd be Which a good fight. Uh, yeah, that that would be. Robbie would be murdered. You think Robbie would be murdered? That'd yeah, be so dude, fun because Robbie, he's just such a dog, dude. Like he, I mean, I know he's getting older in age and stuff like that, but man, he's so fucking. He, when he screams in there and he gets all mad and shit. When he goes to war, he goes to fucking yeah. war. Like, there, blood will be shed. When he goes to when war, blood will be shed. Bro, I lost so much respect against when he fucking fought RDA, dude. It was just like, 
okay with sitting in the, in the corner and just like trying yeah. to do shoulder rolls, but it's not working. You're just getting pissed up. You didn't throw yeah. anything. Like Colby that's why made I, him look real bad. Colby yeah, made him real, look real the cardio. Bad. The cardio Colby did was was insane and. And uh, yeah, it broke Robbie. I mean, and then like the Askren thing was really weird. He's had some real bad luck lately. I mean, I thought he, yeah. I thought he fucking knocked Askren out, dude. When he, when he slammed, like, that's a win, bro. That's a yeah, win. dude. That's he fucking that's a win. piecing him up. He looked in such good he shape. Thunderstruck him, dude. That was wild. <laughs> All right, so we're at we're at over an hour right now. So let's let's dive into UFC 250 this weekend. The card started off really bad, right? I think it's a good card. I'm going to buy the card. I wouldn't have bought it when they first announced it because there's only like five fights on there. But Aljamain Sterling, Corey Sane hanging alone, I'm going to buy it. I don't love the main event. I love Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. We got some really good fights here. We don't have to go through all the fights. Evan Dunham versus Herbert Burns, who we were just talking about, that just got added recently. I think that's a catch weight of 150 as well. 150? Really? I thought Evan Dunham fought at 155. I don't know why you get He's a, a big boy. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird catch weight. Alonzo Menafield, a guy a lot of people are high on. He's fighting Devin Clark. That should be a pretty good fight at 205. I think Devin Clark's a fucking goof. I can never predict this guy at all. Like one minute, I think he's going to win. The other minute, he's going to lose. That guy sucks. He's on my shit list. Alonzo Menafield, though, big, big power. Uh, came from the Contender Series. Hasn't really fought all that often. I think he's a Texas guy as well. Um, that'd be interesting. Ju- Juicy Formega versus Alex Perez. I looked this up earlier, uh, just to try to get uh, ahead of my bets. Formiga is an underdog, which I think is kind of crazy. Alex Perez wow. is solid, solid prospect, but Formiga being an underdog, I think is pretty wild to me. Yeah, Formiga's gonna Formiga's gonna sub him. He's yeah. gonna sub him out. I mean, Formiga is 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 a world class dude. He's he's up there. He's all two two losses though. Maybe that's why, but two, against uh, Benavidez and Marino, so it's not like bad losses. Charles versus uh, Charles Bird versus Maki Patolo. This fight, this has been announced forever. I don't know. They they never mm-hmm. they, they they this is just what it is. Um, I don't really know much about Patolo besides that he lost to Callum Potter on the Whitaker Adesanya card and costed me my parlay. So the guy's dead to me. <laughs> he looked he looked so good in the contender series, right, mixing up right. his power, throwing good combinations. Um, you know, he would throw like thirty percent, thirty percent, sixty percent, a hundred percent. Like he was, yeah. you know, parrying punches. Like he he looked really good in the contender series, but then he shit the bed. He shit the bed, and and Charles Bird is. I think I think Charles Bird is a hungry guy. I don't, you know, I, they, they both come from the contender series. Right. I think. Um, I don't know who I'm going to pick, and I'm not going to release who I'm going to pick yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, you I better watch it, bro, because I'm going to steal your picks. Yeah, I think that's man. a fight to watch, though. That's it's a interesting. Watch, Charles man. Bird, Charles Bird's coming off two finishes, but over tough dudes. Edmund Shabazzian finished him, and Darren Seward finished him as well. He's an explosive guy. Do you remember on the Contender Series? That's an interesting fight. I don't know. I, I don't, and I don't know the lines off the top of my head for that one. I oh no, uh, Maki's an underdog, so that might be. Might be something to look out for there, Dev. A little underdog play there. Core, uh, Cody Stamen versus Brian Notes. Kelleher. Your guys' favorite fighter in the entire fucking world, Brian Kelleher, is late. That's all you guys talk about is Brian Kelleher. Dude, he's about to get fucking murdered. <laughs> what? I thought you I thought you thought I thought you like Kelleher over Stamen when when you guys shared that. No, I just wanted him to beat the shit out of Sean O'Malley. That's never gonna happen, bro. He you know, he looked good against Hunter Azure, though. Hunter he looked good. He hit him. I think he hit him with a check left hook and and fucking put him right the fuck out. Yeah, and good. I spun his head around. Yeah, Ke- Kelleher. He's getting cracked too, man. Yeah, Kelleher has some weird sneaky wins. 
Yeah. Like yeah. the Montel Jackson win. Like that was a good sneaky win. The the Jamaican dude he choked out. That was another Odie, sneaky uh, win. It, he, Odie, he, 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 he lost to Montel Jackson, bro. Montel Jackson choked out. Oh, no, out. he did? Yeah. yeah Mike, Odie, he choked out Odie Osborne, though. But he's got to win yeah, over – he's got to win over uh, Henan Burrell. He's got to win over – your a finish over Yuri Alcantara, which is a big, big, big finish. He's got a – yeah, Journey. but then he loses – he lost – He's spotty. He to Montel Jackson. I mean, he's got 10 losses. He, 25 and 10, I think, is his career, yeah. right? 24 yeah, he's, and 10. He's, he – I've never been like overly impressed with him. I remember after he beat Barrow, everyone's like, "Oh, because he looked really good against Barrow." But then he kind of shit the bed against Lineker. He got knocked out, and then he got mm-hmm. choked out by uh, by Montel Jackson, which is no shame. Montel Jackson is a is a fucking beast, big big dude at that weight too. Um, but yeah, I mean he he's got a good front choke. Wrestlers do not want to really take him down. Like Hunter Zer did not want to take him down. Like I thought that's what was gonna happen. I didn't think it was gonna be a striking right. match. That's all they ever talked about was because Hunter wrestling. You yeah, know, because Kellen Hurst really fucking chokes are really really good. He's he's good in scrambles. Um, he's fighting another wrestler, Cody Stamen. Cody Stamen's just gonna want to take him down. Is he gonna take him down? Is he gonna stand up with him? That's an interesting fight. I don't know. I know Kellen Hurst is a plus two something underdog, which I think is crazy. Oh, I'll run that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good dog. That's a, that's a if you, really if you're good a dog. Betting man, that's a good betting underdog. I looked, uh, I, I, I looked up. I, I'm gonna look up the lines right now. But yeah, I was just looking at him today, and I saw that. And I went, what the fuck? Like he looks so good. Yeah, he's plus two hundred five. Stamen's minus two seventy. That's crazy to me. I figured Stamen would be the be the favorite because he, he's he's fought everyone. He's got a good record. He's eighteen and two. Um, you know, he's got some really close losses in there. But Kellner just fought basically a Cody Stamen tight guy and fucking knock him out. out. So it's, it's wild. Ian Hines versus Jared Merskart. I don't really care about this fight. If I'm being honest with you, uh, yeah, I'll stay away from that. Yeah. I, split decision written all right. over. It. It's going to be Ian Hines fucking him up. Jared Merskart winning just Subbing enough. Subbing him in the third. Yeah. Or, or if he doesn't get a late sub, it's going to be some fucking unjust decision. I'm going to avoid that. Chase Cooper versus Alex Caceres. Uh, I don't like Chase Cooper. I think the guy's a fucking dork. I know he's like 18 or something. Fuck that guy. He's not good. He's He's fucking hittable. He's hittable. He's got decent jujitsu at best. He's fucking hittable. He has no head movement. He's He's plotting. He's he's fucking slow. He's Ben Askren's son. I think that... I think Alex Karalexis throws um Karis is whatever. I think he throws I think he's <laughs> Alex Karalexis, that's taking it back yeah, to a tough, fuck. tough one, yeah, I don't baby. Know what the fuck. <laughs> I think he's too technical. I think he's gonna hit him with some like fucking yeah. spinning heel kick and put him right. out, dude. I really think they both have similar body types. Caceres is yeah. such an idiot. It's like he can get anybody can take him down. I hope he fucks Chase Uber up. Uh Chase Uber up. This is a little funny story. So I was at the UFC in Atlanta. This kid was sitting in front of me, curly hair, you know, Jewish looking guy. You know, that's what he was. And, and they were directly in front of me. Like literally my knees was touching his back and his girl was so hot. And I'm like, how the fuck does this guy? So then when the contender series hit and all this, I was like, holy shit, that was Chase Hooper in front of me. No shit. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, that's where it's. <laughs> so I look him up on social media. I go, oh, this dude's got a hot fucking girl. I mean, this girl was a fucking 10. I go look him up like this son of a bitch is 18, 19 fighting in the UFC and he's got the smoke. So I go look him up. No, this girl that he's with is not the same girl. Wasn't the same guy. I was just blown away by it. But yeah, so Chase Hooper looks like Jewish guys that hang out in Atlanta and uh, he's going to lose his fight. Actually, I don't know if he's going to lose his fight. He's nine and oh, which is just so shocking to me. 
And I believe he's training. Yeah, he's out, he's out your way. Emmonclaw there, Dev. Yep. Yeah, so. Emmonclaw, it's like a weird. Dad. Did you get the line on that fight? Yeah, uh, Chase Super is a small favorite at minus 138 on Fandle. This is Fandle, which I figured he would be because Caceres, I don't know when the last time that motherfucker's won a fight. Carol yeah. Alexis. Carol uh, Alexis. <laughs> All right. What the fuck? Yeah, th- listen, Alexis that's a deep Montel cut. Jackson beat Brian Kelleher. That's Where a deep cut, that man. Now? That's a deep cut. <laughs> MMA is tough. <laughs> it, MMA is tough to remember sometimes. Sean O'Malley what versus the, Eddie. What do you say? I was on Caceres. Why did he fight Faber? Yeah, they, they. It was weird. It was. It was. Yeah, fuck? he's fought everybody, dude. Like, he's yeah. he's, he's from Devon's. He's from Devon's neck of the woods. He did backyard fighting for a while, and this oh, motherfucker has fought everybody. Yeah, Bruce Leroy from the Ultimate Fighter. He used to come I out think, in the Bruce Lee outfit. They they try to yeah. push him for a while. That's probably why he fought Faber. Yeah, okay. they try to push him with his, you know. His, I mean, he fought. Didn't he fought Yair too? I think he fought Yair Rodriguez. His last win. I got a record right in front of me. I might as well look. He's 15 and 12 is his fucking overall record, which is yeah. appalling to me. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure his last fight was... Okay, so he, Steven Peterson with the guy with the giant Superman tattoo. He beat him by decision, lost to Chrome, beat Martin Bravo by split, Gong Wang, he lost to, beat Rolando Die, Jason Knight, he's no longer in the UFC, he lost to, and he lost to Yair Rodriguez. Those are his last few fights. So he hasn't fought anybody. He hasn't beaten anybody. The guys he's beaten aren't even in the UFC anymore. The guys he's lost to aren't even in the UFC anymore. Um, but, again, I think Chase Hooper's trash, so you I don't he, know. You said he beat Jason Knight? He lost to Jason Knight. Jason Knight's bare knuckle dude, right? Yeah, he's in bare knuckle. The one that's right. spitting his fucking teeth out against Artem. Did you ever see? Do you ever see that thing where he was uh, the video of him in the bathroom stall? Yeah, uh, and these dudes came in. And he's he's swinging like four dudes. Yeah. That's wild, dude. Like he's a he's a tough son of a bitch. He's that's fucking a tough nuts, son of a bitch. dude. Mississippi fucking, uh, mean. To uh, the goat. Yeah, no, yeah, well, he, he went to. He had that war with Artem and Bare Knuckle, oh. and then he came out and TKO'd him. He finished Artem in their second fight. He fucking um he he had a decent UFC run. His problem was he just had no ground game. Like yeah. he's he's got to win over Dan Hooker at one forty five. Oh shit, that's crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's he's, not. He's a fucking fun fighter. Man. He's a fun fighter. Like yeah. if if Bare Knuckle's probably paying him really good, I imagine he's like a main event fighter there. But oh, if you yeah, ever if you ever dove back in the MMA, I mean, he have a quick quick trip to the UFC. Um, just cause he's entertaining and he's crazy, right? He's like a country hillbilly Diaz brother is what people describe Jeez, him as, exactly. you know what I mean? So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have him back. All right. So we got to talk about Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. People who are listening, cause we're not filming this. I'm flexing right now. Cause Sugar Sean's my guy. Listen, let me, I, you, you guys can say your piece. I'm going to say two things here. Sugar Sean O'Malley is 11 and 0 hasn't fought in like two and a half years. He's not ranked. You guys are shitting on the Wineland choice or whatever, uh, the matchup, because you think it's hand-picked. But Eddie Wineland, former champion, coming off a fucking knockout win, uh, has some good wins in the UFC, has some bad losses in the UFC. But uh, I don't think it's a, a terrible matchup. So you guys can he say your piece now. Sean O'Malley just fought. Right, yeah. Quinones, but he knocked him out in the first round. Jose Quinones, right, but right, 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 but two and a half years off, fought like a month ago for like thirty seconds because no one can last more than thirty seconds with him right now, and he's back in there, dude. I think 
no shit, no bullshit, no, no, whatever. I know Tim doesn't like him. I, I've seen the tweets. Devin doesn't support his his uh, fighting uh, choices right now. Skill for skill, and when I listen to this guy on the podcast, I think he has it right. I think he's mental's there. I think he's smart. I think he knows what he needs to do. He was on the Anakin Florian podcast, and I loved the interview. I thought it was really really smart. Um, unless this guy really did do steroids. Like, you know, he got popped for steroids, which was, you know, he doesn't look like he does steroids, but if he did, that's going to be a problem because that's obviously going to hinder him for the rest of his career. But if he was clean and it was true and it was just a tainted supplement, this guy will fight for the, the championship by the end of 20, the beginning of 2021, I think, for sure. Boiling hot take. <laughs> or, or cold. Uh, cold cold or hot really hot too hot or too cold but i think it's i think it's it's right there i got fucking the eyes for it i I just think i just think i just think he's that talented we haven't seen him yet right we haven't seen enough of him but you this is when you gotta hop on you can't hop on him like i can't be like Oh, he's gonna fight for the title when he's like fighting for a number one contender you know what i mean then i look like an asshole you You gotta get it on early fight I need to see him fight Cheeto, or I need yeah. to see him fight Song Yedong, yep. or I need to see him fight Cody Stamen, or yep. if Brian Kelleher beats Cody Stamen, that's who I need to see him fight next. Uh-huh. If he doesn't, if he doesn't take a fight like that, then I will not have, I will lose a lot of respect for him. I, I understand the fights he's taking right now in his career. They're smart because you have a name, so you want to have those impressive performances and build your name up. But it comes to the point where you end up going down the Michael Venom page route, and that's not a good look. Um, it's 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 not a good look. I really think he has a lot of talent. He's a really talented dude, and that's why I think he should be because he was he was booked to fight Cheeto, right? He was booked to fight Cheeto already. So um, why why not say Cheeto just got a good win? Let me fight him or uh, actually, uh, uh, he lost Cheeto, that fight. Cheeto, Cheeto lost. Cheeto lost. Cheeto, 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 Cheeto lost. He 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 won that fight though. <laughs> um, but he should be calling for a Song Yudong. I, I said it, I think, maybe three or four podcasts ago. I said he should be fighting someone like a Cody Stamen. Yep. Um, and I, I firmly believe that he he has the talent to fight those dudes, and I think that's where he should be. Um, if he doesn't fight one of those guys next, I'm going to lose respect for him. Um, but Eddie Wineland's a fucking hand-picked opponent, and you, there's no way to... You know, there's no way around that. I I don't think he. I I think it's an easier opponent than Cal- The one thing I don't understand is he went on his podcast, Sean O'Malley, his own podcast, uh, whatever. He said he wanted to fight Kellner. He he un- he mm-hmm. he saw the call out with the whole hey Danny, give me tie dye shorts or whatever like that. Then there was reports that Kellner had stitches in his eyes or whatever, and he and he couldn't do the fight. But yet he's fighting on the same card. So is that a case of O'Malley? choosing Wyland over Kellner, like you guys say, or did Kellner avoid the fight because of the stitches, right? I don't really know what happened. I think this is what happens. Israel Adesanya, like a year and a half ago, went up to Dana White in the club and said, I want Paulo Costa next. This is after he knocked out Brunson. He said, give me Costa. That motherfucker's talking shit. And Danny goes, no, no, no. We have a whole plan for you. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That could They could see the same thing in O'Malley and go, we're not going to give you a guy that could potentially beat you right now. We're going to give you a, an established vet, a guy people kind of know a little bit, former WC champion, let you run through him a little bit, and then we'll give you someone else. So I think it's the UFC machine working the working the things here. I don't think O'Malley has any pull right now of who he gets to fight or whatnot. I mean, I know he's a big star, but he's only 11-0. He's not ranked. Um, I just see the talent. They don't, they don't offer him just one opponent, though. 
you know, he's he's in a position where they offer him multiple opponents. Yeah, I agree. Well, then, 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 he, then he's a smart guy. Up. Yeah, you know, he's a smart guy. Listen, the Kellner has some heat because if they're both fighting on the same card. If Kellner wins, you know he's fucking calling out O'Malley, right? If O'Malley wins, I don't know if he's even going to address it or what. I Hopefully he does. Um, but yeah, there's some heat there. That fight definitely needs to be. If they definitely, if they both win, I agree with you 100%. They need to make that fight. Because this is Kellner with their investment. Because Kellner's a fucking, I mean, listen, the guy's 21 to 10 yeah. or whatever. Like, he's not like a world class guy. If I was the UFC, I wouldn't be worried about O'Malley losing to him. Um, I just think O'Malley has some incredible talent. I think he's only gotten better. He's gotten bigger. Um, and, and I like his skills. The only thing that can really knock this guy off is if he starts buying into his shit. Because he makes like $20,000 a month on, on, his, on his Twitch, on his video game yeah. shit. Right? So he doesn't even need like fighting. Like, he's got fans like, you know, and I think he has like a weed. I think he does like a weed thing, right? He does like a weed deal thing or whatever. So it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, he's got, he doesn't need to fight. Yeah. He doesn't need to fight. He's got shit boiling in the other pots, but listening to him on podcasts, he was on Rogan a while ago. And then he was on Mm -hmm. Anakin Florian. I do like his mental. I think he's got a good uh, mental for it. All right, we'll move on. I could talk about sugar. Sean, one more thing. Go ahead. UFC doesn't want to take a page out of Bellator's book. Like they did with Aaron Pico. Right. And have this fucking young phenom who you can market for the next 10 years and then feed him to the fucking beast. And right. then now, like, he's gotten KO'd in his KO'd. last three right. months. I think Pico's, Pico's a fucking beast. And it, and it, and it was because they, Bellator did it right. And then they're like, well, we can't, we can't give him these guys because he's going to fucking murder them. So we got to mm-hmm. give him somebody good. But then they go and they get someone really good. Like that yeah. dude, um, God, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Uh, Adam, lost yeah, but Adam Borix or whatever, that guy, he, he's, he fights out of, uh, the, the Florida camp with Usman enough. That kid's like a real fucking deal. And, and he, and, and they gave, uh, Pico him, uh, like a year or two ago when, when I, when they made that fight, I'm like, Oh shit. I love Aaron Pico. I think he's a, he's a star. Um, yeah. but man, when they made that fight, I'm like, dude, Borix is a fucking beast. Well, All right. Corrales put him out too. Dirty. Yeah. Corrales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got Neil Magny versus Antonio Rocco Martin. I mean, he fucking cares, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, Neil Magny. Saying, I like, I like Rocco. You like, I like Rocco? Him. I don't mind Rocco, except the fact that he used to go by Tony Martin, and all of a sudden now he's like, no, 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 no. It's Anthony Rocco. Like, fuck you, Anthony Rocco. Your name's Tony, <laughs> dude. All right, Tony. Yeah. And Neil Magny's gonna Neil Magny's gonna beat him up too. Neil Magny looked really fucking good against the Leech, man. He yeah, looked yeah. really fucking good against the Leech. Yeah. Neil Magny's gonna and, beat him up. And Rocco's one of those guys who I can't get right. Like I I've I've lost so much money betting against, betting for. I'm just avoiding that. I think in my head, right off the top of my head, I think Magny will win. Let me see the line on that, if Magny's a huge favorite or not. No, Magny's only minus one thirty four. Uh, Martin, Martin, that hard. Yeah, Martin's a plus one fourteen, which I think is Rocco is crazy. Can, can bang, man. Yeah, I like. He's got some good boxing. He's got. He, he's he's tough to hold down too. He's he's really good in the scrambles or whatever. He used to date um, Kayla Harrison, the judo girl oh, from PFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's PFL. a that's a thick woman to handle right there. Man. Yes, it she's, is. She's like one sixty when she's not. I mean, cutting weight. She's a she, probably, no probably more than that. Doesn't she fight at one fifty five? I think. Yeah, one fifty-five, yeah. dude. She's like one. She's at least like a buck eight. Yeah, she's buck seven, buck eighty. Yeah, she's a, she's a, outside. I can't. She's a big woman. All right, so we call her a square. Call her a square back. <laughs> my main, <laughs> my co-main event, really my main event. I mean, I know Nunes is fighting, but Aljamain Sterling versus Cody Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen, excuse me. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to go in this fight. Corey's my guy. 
Um, Aljo, I love. I think he's so awkward, but everything Aljo does well, Co- uh, Corey does really well too. This is a really good fucking fight. I love this matchmaking here. I'm excited for it, man. Yeah, it's this is gonna headline a fight night. This is this. Yeah, this this uh, this should be co-main event, in my opinion. I, I understand why it's not, but this is basically a one thirty-five pound eliminating. Like the winner of this is gonna fight for the title. Petrion's gonna fight Aldo, and the winner of this is gonna fight. Uh, yeah, the winner okay. of this. Yeah, yeah. right. So, I I, I really well, don't know. Marlon I, just gets fucked out of that though, man. Yep. Because he's trash. That's not fair. Listen, I think it's it's fucked up Aldo's getting a title shot. It should be Marlon Bear. It should be Marlon Marais versus Petrion. Let Petrion knock out Marlon Marais. Let him go. Why Petrion? That is weird. They're big on him, though. They're huge. I don't don't get it. It should be Aljo versus... It should be a rematch versus Aljo and Marais. I wouldn't hate that. It really should be. They could have done a lot of... Aljo's won three three in a row since he got... He wants that one back. And he's won three in a row against top dudes like he's not fighting bums right he was fighting like yeah. good guys he just he just came off of whenever pedro munoz aljo said like he had wrist surgery and he said i'll i'll hold my wrist surgery off if, if i'm fighting for a title because he was supposed to fight frank yeager and they're like if you beat frankie you'll go you'll go get the belt then coronavirus happened and all this happened so he he got well months before that he got surgery because the frank yeager thing fell apart but he's like i'll fight to get the belt he wants to be a guy that just that defends at 135 and then Petrion is is knocking out Faber, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's got it." Like to me, Petrion though, Rivera. huh? What the fuck? And Jimmy Rivera, Jimmy like, Rivera, right? Dodson, Jimmy Rivera, and Faber, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, let's tail this dude. Fuck him." It, it's 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 weird to me that they. I mean, when they asked Dana, like, "What are you gonna do with one thirty five? The only thing he said, "Oh, it's it's Peter Yan and somebody." I'm like, "Well, Stan Hagen to me is is a young guy. He's only he's only got thirteen fights, but he's got some good wins. Aljo's beaten pretty much everybody besides Marais." Rice is coming off a win over the guy that Jan's fighting for the title. Regardless of how you felt that fight went, right? It's still a W for Marais. His only mm-hmm. loss uh, recently is to Cejudo, which he mm-hmm. looked good in that first round. Um, yeah. I'm not a Marais guy. I've, I've talked shit about him. I, I do think he's a little bit overrated. But, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, ah, fucking Aldo deserves the title shot. Are you fucking kidding me? It's There's no way. Me. Aldo's ranked. I think what's Aldo ranked in that division? I don't even. How could you even be ranked in a he loss? Have a, he doesn't even. And win. I bet he's ranked like number eleven or twelve. Aldo's yeah. six, bro. What the fuck? He's six yeah. coming off a one loss. Fight, one fight coming off a loss. One fight in the division, and you're ranked. That's fucking criminal. It's that's you know, fucking absurd. Huh? Marlon's the number, Mar- one. number one. I can understand Marlon getting overlooked because Cejudo kind of ran that division, and Cejudo's like. I'm going to handpick Aldo. I'm going to fight the legend in Brazil. I understand that a little bit because sure. it is what it is. But now Cejudo's gone. Fuck Aldo, right? Marais number one next to his name. He should be fighting. Like who? Devin, I think Devin. It's like he's not even a top five guy. It's, it's That's unreal. a better fight too. Yeah. So hopefully Aljamain, well, I know for a fact Aljamain Corey is going to be a high level fight. I think it's going to be a little bit slow paced. I, I think we're getting robbed. That's not five rounds. I think Aljo is going to really try hard to grapple. I think Corey has some fancy footwork, does have some decent striking, not crazy powerful, but does have decent striking. However, in his, his two fights in the UFC, the one fight, I forget who it was against, he, he got in a deep, deep arm bar. And everyone thought, everyone thought he was going to break his arm. He got out, ended up finishing the fight. He had another fight where he almost got submitted too. Aljo's slick on the ground. Aljo's got really, really good choke. So that's something to be looking at in that fight, that Corey Sanhagen uh, versus Aljo. So... Co-main event, Rafael Assuncao versus Cody Garbrandt. Ooh. I know you hate Cody. 
I, I like Cody. Maybe. He's got that fucking beard right now, right? He's got this huge, thick Kimbo beard. I think this is a perfect matchup for both guys. You know what I mean? Cody still has a name. He's a good-looking guy, former champion. He's, his only three losses or his last three fights. He's got a lot to prove. His back's against the wall. A Sun Sal, uh, uh, always a contender, has a win over Marais. This dude's always at the top of the heap wherever he goes. This is a big fucking fight for both guys. Huge. Yeah. They both need they both need a win. It's kind of like and they're Co- both backs against the wall. Who do you think's the favorite, Cody or uh, Sunsau? It's gonna I've be Cody. Cody is. Yeah, Cody is. He's he's quite. He's minus one fifty, which is bigger than I thought it would be. I thought yeah, it, I, I thought it'd be a little closer. I thought Cody maybe minus one twenty, minus one thirty, and a Sunsau close to even. But yeah, Sunsau is a minus uh, plus one thirty ish. That's crazy to me. I mean, look, a guy coming out three fucking finished losses. I know two were against Dillashaw, but a Sun Sal, you know, is a fucking gamer. That's an interesting fight right there. That's going to be, I think, I personally think Cody has all the skills in the world. I think this guy really, really is really good. But he it, once he starts getting clipped in there, his chin's trash. He starts swinging. I know he went to Mark Henry for a little bit. He had some kidney issues recently. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Uh, really good fight. I, you know, they bet if Cody Garbrandt wins in in dramatic fashion, they better not fuck the winner of Aljo and Stamen out of give a fucking Cody. Title shot. You're right. You're right. They better not fucking do that. Aljo Stamen. Aljo Stamen are not. No. Girls. If Cody wins, like he knocks should, him out. Knocks him out. Yeah. Devastatingly, whatever. Cody should from my, fight Morice and let Aljo Corey fight the winner of Petrion or whatever. The only thing, though, is Cody, again, is marketable, good-looking guy, tattoos and stuff. Him and Petrion have a little beef. Yep. They got into they it backstage. The yeah. back. They got That's that right. filmed. UFC filmed it. They could run that for promos. That's what I'm saying, You know man. what I mean? That That's <sighs> that's fucked up. Cody Garbrandt, one and three, if he wins, and he gets a if title he w- shot. He's going to. I Mark my words. If he wins in yeah, violent yeah. fashion, yeah. violent yeah. fashion, and Pet- if Petra Yan wins, which I, he probably will, yeah. and, and Garbrandt wins by a violent knockout in dramatic fashion or puts on a show like he did against Dominic Cruz, right. mark my fucking words, they're they're booking that fight. Okay. Aljo is going to get fucked because Aljo constantly gets fucked. Yep. And Sanhagen, Sanhagen, it doesn't matter. Right. They'll probably, if, if you're right, if, what I just said with Cody fight Marlon, they'll probably do the opposite. They'll give, if Cody knocks out a sunset, looks impressive. Him and Petrion are both stand-up guys. It's going to be an action-packed fight. They got beef. They'll book that fight. Aljo will have to rematch with Marlon. That's what they'll probably do if Aljo wins. I mean, if Sanhagen wins, who fucking knows? But it's weird that yeah. that we were just talking about how Dana only talks about Petrion. He's the only guy. And it's like, you got so many fucking beasts at 135. I think, I think, the, I think the thing that separates a lot of the guys at 135 is there's tons of really technical fighters at 135, yeah. but then there's yeah. the technical fighters that can crack. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Aljo can crack. He can, he's, he can obviously, but he's, he's not putting dudes out. Right. Sanhag is not putting dudes out. Petrion, he could fucking crack. Yeah. Marlon Marais, he Cody could Byron fucking crack. crack. Yeah. Garbrandt is on the, Garbrandt's got good footwork and good boxing and he could still crack. I think that I, I don't like the I don't like Aljo's chances or San Hagen's chances against Marais or Petrion. I think I'm just being I, I, I think I think he ma- they match up well with both just because Aljo's so fucking awkward with his grappling. He's so funky. Like he's literally the funk master or whatever fuck. He's so awkward in there. Striking's weird. He throws more kicks than he throws punches. 
it's it's a different look, right? And if you're not ready for it, it could surprise you. I think Marlon Marais probably only, always has Aljamain's number. I do think Aljamain versus Petrion be interesting because we don't see Petrion grapple a lot, right? He he's, he he's he's heavy boxing, heavy Thai boxing. He trains in Thailand. We don't see him grapple a lot, so it'd be interesting to see if Aljamain could really put the pressure on grappling. All right, we've got to get out of here. Main event. There's a main event. Let's just leave. Yeah. Mena Nunez, Felicia <laughs> yeah. Spencer, the Phenom, Felicia Spencer is what they're calling her. I think that's even her nickname now. Like, is it like, yeah, Phenom spelled F-E-E-N-M. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, Nunez is a, is a minus 750 favorite. I, I think she no, cruises shit. Is that, here. Is that low? Is that for real? Minus 750 favorite. It should oh be like God. minus 1,200. Yeah, minus 750 favorite right now, according to uh, FanDuel. Minus 750, Felicia Spencer's a uh, plus 490. So Punch that all the way home. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I won't touch it because it is what it is. But, I mean, if you yeah. get an uh, an unmotivated Amanda Nunes, because this is at 145, it's not at 135, you could have some fireworks. But I think Felicia Spencer, listen, her only chance is to take this fight to the ground. And Amanda Nunes is pretty fucking good on the ground, so I don't I don't know what you want. I don't know what Felicia Spencer is going to do here. Is she? Huh? I don't think so. And I She's think Felicia good. Spencer actually took good. a lot of good shots from Cyborg. Um, yeah, Felicia, Felicia Spencer is tough. She's. She's not cutting weight. She carries a little bit of body weight, so she knows she's going to be able to take a punch. Um, I'm. I don't know why I'm even thinking about this, but I think that. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a chance, but I think that she's got a chance, if you know what I mean. I, I'm with you, dude. Like, Amanda Nunes did not impress me. She, she took down uh, Jermaine Duran to me. She showed ground yeah, game on that. Yeah. She looked good. GDR looked good against GDR. Looked really good. She's fucking her up on the feet. Yeah. Tuna yeah. her up on the feet. Well, she, hit her with up kicks. Yeah. That was, yeah, that, that you was guys, not an impressive. Okay. You guys go ahead and gas up, please. Go better. <laughs> go better at plus 490. You guys are going to be rich men. I'm playing 50 bucks on that. You'll girl. be, you'll be rich it. men. Felicia Spencer's slow, right? She's, she's plotting. She's only nine <laughs> fights in. She trains at like some little fucking shack in Canada, eh? Uh, you know what I mean? She's out of Florida. She's not. She dope. reps Canada. She She's reps Canada. She, she lived Flo- in Canada for like four months, dude. She was born in Canada, lived there for like four months, there you go. and then moved to Florida. What are you fucking dating her, Devin? Why do you know her backstory, bro? <laughs> Bro, she's my underdog lock of the night. She was born in Montreal. Yeah, trains out of Orlando. Jungle MMA and Fitness. What a fucking original name. All right, we got to get out of here. This is the longest we've ever went. It was fun. Devin, I will see you later this week. We'll do our pick them, and then we'll recap 250 next weekend, boys. <laughs> All righty, see ya. Go. He was just about to say something. I don't know what it was. That was a lot of fun. Sorry we were long here. Uh, we just we, when we get started, we get started. I will. Uh, you'll talk to me. You'll hear me, huh? You'll hear me uh, Thursday or Friday for a um, pick them. I right, see ya. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good.
He's real good. The name is Dalton.